at that point, I was when I was a teacher, I was happy, I guess you could say. <laughs> like my life was better, you know? So I, I thought maybe painting was the reason that I felt so sad. But I guess I didn't remember that the reason I did it was so that I didn't have to think about the bad. Today we'll be talking artistic creation and emotion, and what happens when something that is a reminder of the difficult can actually be a way out of the same difficulty as well. I'm S.K. Bodwin. This is Charlotte Art League's Artist Spotlight series. Today we're having a conversation with someone who knows well that tension when difficult emotions attach to art and has learned how to walk through that to discover her identity not necessarily as an artist, but as a person. My name is Rosa Renteria. I'm originally from Mexico, the state of Michoacan, um, which is on the west coast. <laughs> uh, it's known for the butterflies uh, migrating there. I came to Charlotte when I was eight. I was eight years old and I came with my family. Why I started painting was because I, I was a bit depressed. I was homesick as a child. And so that um, my mom was like, why don't you entertain yourself by drawing? And so I did. And, and for a long time, you know, drawing, painting was a, a happy, happy place or it brought happy memories. But there were sad memories uh, just of me remembering the issues uh, that my parents had at home or just how much it, it affected them to move to the U.S without, you know, it was not a plan. We just had to pick up a leaf. Fast forward several years, Rosa is now in her 20s and she's doing the thing, art, that for many years she was apprehensive to return to, given how intertwined it was with deeply painful memories. But not only is she back to doing art, she is a professional artist now. As we talk together this morning, we sit inside her studio at Charlotte Art League where she's been working for the past six months. It wasn't a simple or direct path to arrive at this career though. In fact, after graduating from university, she spent four years doing something completely different. I taught for almost four years at a public school, middle school. I taught ESL, which is English as a Second Language, for kids who immigrate into the US uh, from all over. And I, I really enjoyed my time. It was definitely very hard. It just didn't, you know, like if you're gonna be a teacher, you're gonna have to do it full time. You're gonna have to pretty much give up everything else, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, because once you get home, you have no energy. The kids take all your energy. And I had like 35 kids at times, which is not supposed to be for ESL. But, you know, I stayed for that long because I really wanted to um, teach that population because I was an L myself. I didn't speak English until like I was 10. But gradually, Rosa began to realize she wasn't where she was supposed to be at her teaching job. I, I wanted to paint again and I didn't paint for almost those four years. Um, and part of the reason was no time. And the other reason was that I I struggled with the idea of painting because in the past, painting for me was kind of a dark 
it, it just came with dark memories. But I know for sure that while I was a teacher, I really didn't paint. I was exhausted, but I was like, no, I have to put my kids first, you know? And so for a while, that was why I didn't resign. That's the reason I stayed, because I was like, no, I can't be selfish, <laughs> you know? Um, and the other reason is I was a first generation college student and high school and yeah. So it was like, it was such a big privilege for me to go to university, to get a degree, to have a career, to have a stable job that I know I'm going to have enough money every month to pay a rent, the bills, whatever. And so I was like, I think it would be very irresponsible for me to leave a job, a stable job, just because I want to paint, you know? But I just was not comfortable. I wasn't, I wasn't giving a hundred percent. Not because I didn't want to, but because, um, you know, when you feel something and you want to move on, it's hard to enjoy where you're at. For many months, Rosa said she wrestled with this internal conflict to stay or to go, weighing this feeling of obligation to her students with her own exhaustion and internal pull away from her teaching job. It's awful to pretty much have to force yourself to get up every morning. And I'm like, I don't know if that's healthy. Gradually, she began to come to the decision that she needed to leave. And one of the main catalysts was a trip she took that summer. Before I resigned, the summer before that school year, I went to Mexico. And so I, uh, I bought some art supplies, watercolor, and some watercolor paper. And I was like, I'm going to paint. <laughs> you know, I'm going to paint in Mexico um, because I did want to. But again, I was just like, but what if um, I experienced that depression that I used to have again? You know, I was blaming the art, but it, it wasn't that. It was more like a fear. And so she confronted this fear and this wariness to step back into those emotions, she decided to paint. And so I, I was like, I'm going to paint four paintings while I'm in Mexico, which was, I was gonna be there for like almost a month. And so that's what I did. I, I just started painting with watercolor and I just painted my grandpa's house and then I painted some other houses and that's it. I would paint like an hour every day after breakfast or after lunch. Well, in the evening, not after lunch because it was hot. <laughs> and I, I did plein air, so I would sit and paint physically right there outside. And Rosa's grandfather had a role in the process as well. And he would be sitting there drinking coffee with me while I was sitting there painting. So. That was fun, you know? So I have that memory of him seeing me paint it, you know? And, and it was good because it was my first painting really back into like me actually pursuing art again. I felt good doing it. I was in Mexico. I was, it was a peaceful environment. So it was not, it's not, it was not what I thought. So I was like, I have to just make a decision which took me like eight months to do that decision. Finally though, Rosa made that decision 
and officially resigned from her teaching job to begin painting full-time. One of the first challenges Rosa had to confront was how to understand those emotions that are attached to art and why she'd been reluctant to pick up a paintbrush for so long. I think at that point, I, I already realized that the reason I felt those emotions was because I know as an artist that what we paint is basically what we feel. And we can't, we can't really separate those two. You might want to, but you really can't. You're, you can only put on canvas what's in your heart. And, and that was scary for me. But when I'm not, like, my emotions are not stable, I, it's really hard. And I sit and I try to paint, but I, I'm too anxious to, like, calm my hand and, like, which is weird because if you do art, it helps you relax. But when you're at a point where you're just too, too anxious, it's not going to happen. She got a studio here at Charlotte Art League and had this time and openness for her art ahead of her. It wasn't a perfect, romanticized shift where she immediately felt at home, though. This ushered in a new era of reckoning in Rose's life, where she was forced to confront her identity as an artist and also just as a person. Once I already resigned and I got the studio, that was different um, because I just had like this white empty box in here. <laughs> and I was so happy and thankful because I never thought that I would do that, you know? I always thought, oh, artists, to do that, they must, you know, be super famous or something. I had no idea. I really didn't. But when I, once I was here, I, I fell out of place for like two weeks, maybe three, to the point where I was just very anxious, uh, like I felt just anxiety. So I have to say that I, it took like about a month for me to feel comfortable in this space right now. Mm -hmm. Because I, again, I felt kind of selfish. I was like, why am I just sitting here painting? Like, am I like dreaming? Am I going crazy? Like, should I get a, another teaching job somewhere else? So Rosa was still reckoning with these feelings of guilt and feeling out of place in the professional art world. So I asked Rosa, what mindset shift helped her release those feelings and allow her to settle into her role as an artist? I'm really approaching what I do now more as a, as a job, not as a hobby. When I made the decision to leave my job, and like, I'm, I was like, this is going to be my job because yeah. in the past, I guess I, art was like my my everything um, because that's where I could um, just not think about anything. I guess if you could call it that, like art was like um, my safe place, you know, uh, my refuge. Mm -hmm. um, but now it's not, uh, <laughs> you know, now I know. There's, a, there's another way, and my faith changed from where I was in the past. So I, uh, I am a Christian now. So like I, I, my outlet is just reading the Word of God, and so that's why art has become more of my job for me because it's not the place where I, uh, I guess, find complete joy. It's just something that I can do 
So there were almost two mindset shifts that had to happen. First, Rosa released those feelings of selfishness for spending her time painting by saying, no, this is my job. This job is just as valid as any other and I shouldn't need to feel guilt around just doing my work. But then came the second part, where Rosa chose to say, yeah, because art is my job, it is just my job. It's not me, and that's freeing. I can treat it as a job, not as my whole identity. My identity is not, I'm an artist and that's it. You know, like I'm more than that. Like I'm a person, I'm a human, I'm a woman. I think in the past, maybe that's what I thought that, you know, I'm an artist and that's all that I'm really good at. That's all that I am. Um, and so that's probably why the change of perspective, I didn't want to paint anymore because I thought, oh, no, <laughs> you know, I'm not that. And this wasn't the first time that Rosa had worked through that reckoning of personal identity and career. I think that goes back to teaching because for a second I was like, but I'm a teacher. How could I leave it? You know, like this is all I am. This is what people know me as. People know that. You know, you kind of get some respect, um, you know, but like it's more like a burden, really, even if there's money, even if there's, um, I guess, success. I can't put like my worth in it, you know. And so, again, yeah, it, it's it's a big process. And I think it's hard for people to say things like that. Because it's really easy to get your validation from something, I guess, external. And this whole journey, reckoning with the negative emotions around art, and then the journey to accept herself as a professional artist and put it in perspective with the rest of her life, this search for personal truth parallels what Rosa seeks to use her art to do. Really, like, my ultimate you know desire is to produce work that helps people think about life think about what we believe is is true um and also work that that hopefully you know brings joy and not i don't want to just make like oh like life is happy because life has pain we can't ignore that some of us sometimes try to go like the super optimistic route and then, or we go the other side, like the super negative. And I think I've been in those two places in my life and neither of them is, is good because you ignore the other. So yeah, I definitely think there, there has to be like a happy medium. Where we're sitting right now in her studio there's a large canvas behind us with green and blue and gold spheres all dancing and meshing together into a really stunning, eye-catching piece. I asked her to tell me a little bit more about her inspiration behind it. I was just thinking in general, like, what do I want people to think? Or when I title it or when I explain it, what do I want people to take from it? But I thought about bubbles. And so I was like, bubbles are so beautiful and so complex and you don't even know how they form. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's an explanation somewhere. But I, I just thought people are like bubbles. <laughs> you know, like we, like we're beautiful, we're unique, we're all different sizes, we're all different. Yet we're so fragile, you know? 
And so that's that's where the idea came. And that's why it's titled Fragile. Fragile not in the sense of like, you know, weakness versus strength, but like fragile in the sense that we are finite. Yes, humans are super strong, but in the end, we are here for a moment, basically, like a bubble. And so that's pretty much what this piece is about. It's just like thinking about our, like our humanity. Towards the end of our conversation, I ask Rosa, what's next for her? What is she thinking about right now and hoping to express in her future works? So um, I definitely am thinking about making a series of like, I wouldn't say darker art, but you know, like maybe art that doesn't necessarily look super joyful, but there is truth in it, you know? I guess truth. Truth is like, if you want to summarize it, that's where I'm going. Um, just work that speaks truth, whatever it is. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be like religious, you know, or like biblical truth, but like in general, as people, truth. 